The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. to the Mothership Podcast. This is a special Olympics edition. We are so excited for all of our Hawaii athletes and to watch them play. And if you ever wanted to know what it feels like to be a proud parent of those athletes, well, it is a reality for former UH volleyball coach Dave Shoji and his wife, Mary Shoji. They're here with us now. It's got to be an exciting time for the Shojis. Yes, it is. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're excited and uh, we just can't wait till Friday, actually Friday night, Saturday morning at 2.45, I think our game with France is going to be on. So we'll be up very early in the morning and yeah, we just can't wait. You know, how proud of you are you as parents of Eric and Kavika? This is the second time that they're going to be playing in the Olympics. Well, we're extremely proud you know I would say obviously um when when you know the journey that they've actually been through um to get there that second time uh you know it's never automatic it's never guaranteed you know with COVID and everything oh my gosh everybody was having to be so careful and uh we we're just so thankful that they're they're there and able to compete and be a part of it um we certainly are very proud of all of them, all of them, the whole team USA. You know, the team has kind of been like our family too, because uh, eight of them were on the team in Rio. And so we've got to know them very, very well and the parents as well. And so we, we feel really good about mm-hmm. all the guys, Matt Anderson and Max Hold and the San, uh, Taylor Sander, Micah Christian, especially Micah Christensen, because we kind of grew up with him and uh, another local boy, but we're just, can't be prouder of our kids and the whole team. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can take us back to the time where you actually had the opportunity to be in the stands and watch them play in person in real. What what was that like? And were you also there for the opening ceremony? We didn't actually see the opening ceremonies in Rio, but I, I will say this: that it was an amazing experience and not being able to be there now this year, um, it would be just devastating to having or not having had that experience. So being able to be there before softens it maybe a little bit, but I just feel for you know other families that, that haven't yet had that in-person experience and, and we're just grateful for the time that we've had and um, you know, we've now seen the inside of the arena where they'll be playing, and I just can't even imagine going and playing, you know, for these teams and having absolutely nobody in the stands. Well, Stephanie, the other thing is that we've been going to see our boys and the U.S. national team for many, many years, and before Rio, we, we've gone to Poland, we've gone to France, and, you know, we've gone to Japan to follow the team and cheer them on, and 
And uh, so this is not just the first or second time. It's it's been a, a ongoing, you know, kind of we're we're years. cheerleading, uh, but in person a lot. We've been to a lot of games, so uh, we love volleyball. Mary and I love volleyball, obviously, and so it's it's been so neat to see our kids play. Yeah, I feel like volleyball is in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's allowed us to see the world in many ways, also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were just so thankful. I mean, and, and this, you talked about having no fans in the stand because of that ban now that Japan mm -hmm. has put into place due to COVID. Uh, this is a first for the athletes, first time that they're going to be experiencing something like this too. How do you think having no fans is going to impact uh, the way that your boys play, the way that the game is played? Well, you know, they just got through at the BNL, a big international tournament they're in a bubble for 30 days in Italy and they're just coming off of that so they know how it is to play before no fans there were no fans in Italy and so I think once the whistle blows it's it's all business and they know the teams very well across the net and they don't need any fans to fire them up trust me they're gonna be uh competing at a very high level and so they're ready and and we'll just see how, how things go. But I don't think the uh, lack of fans are going to affect mm -hmm. the play. Yeah. So we're talking about watching the game and we'll all be watching, you know, on the big screen. You know, what's more intense, watching your sons play in an Olympic game or watching as a coach or as a wife, watching your <laughs> coaching and, and their game? What's more intense? Well, it's, I would say it's it's um, a little harder to watch our kids play. I mean, but I I, I loved watching Dave um, coach, and I still whether our son-in-law is a football coach, and so I I just really enjoy the coaching aspect of watching the interaction with players. And but when your own kids are competing, especially at this level. Um, it can be very, very nerve-wracking, and you really have to work to keep a poker face on, you know. And and when Dave was coaching as well, it's like I would have so many people say, "How can you just stay so, you know, non-emotional and inside?" It was not that way at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You know, for me, I'm I'm constantly. I guess coaching and watching the game and trying to pick up things and seeing what the other team is doing, see what our team is doing, strategizing that kind of thing. And, and so that part of it, but then, you know, when the ball served Eric, I'm, I'm very, very nervous, you know, I want him to do well, but uh, so it, it, for me, it's kind of back and forth between cheerleading for the whole team. And then, but, but trying to see what John Spira, the coach is trying to do and, what the other coaches are doing to us and those kind of, you know, it's a very technical thing and tactical thing. So I love that part of it. But let me, let me be honest, you know, we might need two different TVs going at the same time because <laughs> Dave sometimes honestly makes it very difficult to watch with him because of that intensity that he's talking about. And I, once in a while, I just have to say, can you just please be quiet? you know and, or, or find something good you know so we'll see we'll see how it goes you know because there's going to be a whole lot of people watching with us friends and family and grandkids and I might just have to bring a towel and you know to just 
anyway. So so there's a lot of there's a yada a lot of cheering, shouting, yelling at the TV, and as if your boys could hear you. It's going to be very emotional. Well, and we bring in the the uh, the UH, you know, point stand up and uh, cheer for the team. You know, we got you know, come on, it's game point. Let's go, stand up. You know, so um, it's a lot of excitement and good fun. And whether it's two forty-five in the morning or four in the afternoon, we are going to have a good time. Ooh, nice. All right, so you're going to have a big watch party. It sounds like with the family. Yeah. We've got right. a lot of uh, family in town uh, and um, extended family and friends. You know, it's like, what time do we start? When are we coming over? What should we bring? And so, you know, and talking yeah, about family, got- you you have three children, Kobe, whom I got to know um, because she actually worked at or interned at KHNL a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. That was before kids because now she's a mom, right? And um, she also played volleyball in the mainland along with Eric and Kavika. You know, growing up, were they all um, pretty close or were there like squabbles? Were they all competitive or did they push each other to succeed? <laughs> well, they were very competitive because Eric went to Punahou, Kobe went to Punahou, but Kavika went to Iolani. So there was always uh, something being said about the rivalries. And so, especially when they played each other, it was not often friendly, uh, um, you know, afterwards it'd be friendly, but uh, during the competitions it wasn't, but it was uh, typical sibling rivalries. I think they, they, but in the end, I just looking at this picture over my shoulder of them hugging each other at the Olympics. And so, Obviously, they they have a deep love for each other, but it's uh, it it was not always <laughs> pleasant growing up. I would say this though: at this point in time, in their in their uh, relationships and, and at the ages that they are, that when they when they want to have a conversation about life and something other than volleyball, they usually check in with Kobe first. <laughs> because you know they they can have you know conversations about other things besides just the volleyball part of it so and that's this one <laughs> <laughs> you know for parents who might be listening and you know wanting to know the secret what what's the shoji secret how can we raise our children to be successful motivated good role models, just like the Shoji's have. And obviously sports has played a big role in their upbringing, but I'm curious, you know, I mean, if you could share with us and, and the parents listening, what went into raising your kids to make them who they are today? Well, I, I tell people uh, that anything is possible. And uh, if you look at Mary and I, I mean, we're not super <laughs> big and strong and athletic and, you know, but, but, and neither are our boys. Uh, if you actually look at them, Eric, Eric's uh, doesn't jump high. He's not tall. Uh, Kavika is not very quick. He doesn't jump high. They were average. I, to me, they're average athletic uh, boys. Uh, Michael Christensen is another story. He is very, very athletic. I don't think our sons are, but what they have is skill. They have volleyball skill and volleyball knowledge. 
And so they, they parlayed that into a really high level, even though they're not the most physical uh, athletes. So that's our kind of our message to other kids. Uh, you don't have to be, you know, have a lot of muscle. You don't have to jump really, really high, but you have to be skilled. Don't get me wrong. They're very skilled in their sport. And uh, part of that was being well-rounded too. Kabika played basketball and golf and Eric was a state champion in tennis and in doubles. Uh, and so they, they played other sports, but I think that helped them. But they're really well technically skilled in volleyball for sure. I, I would add too that, you know, we, we, we cannot take all the credit. We're simply the vessels. They have been surrounded by amazing friends, amazing coaches, teachers. You know, they talk about, you know, how it takes a village. And I think that village has really contributed to their success. Um, in terms of family or Dave and I, 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 would, I would talk about time and the time that we um, made it a priority you know, to be there for our kids, to provide opportunities. And fortunately our jobs allowed us to do that and we love doing it, you know? And so, um, but I, I can't help but give credit to all the people around us and, and um, peers, amazing peers and just been amazing. That's all I can say. So, I mean, would you say, because a lot of folks see you as a sports family, would you say that your parenting style in a lot of ways was like coaching? Well, they grew up in the gym, you know, they, I mean, they grew up, they couldn't help but be around sports, you know, because they was coaching and would pick them up after school and they'd go to the gym with us. I was coaching and my different places that I was teaching and, um, I think, I don't know, I think just being around that all the time had to, you know, inspire them to, you know, we never really pushed them. And I, I would pull one thing, I'm probably talking too much, but you know, when, when we introduced our kids to sports, it was never about, oh, that scholarship down the road. And they, they played the sports that they did because they simply love to play and compete. You know, nowadays it might be a little bit different. Yeah. What, what, what about the discipline though? The discipline, I guess it's because coach, you know, we've seen you on the sidelines, you know, during those times, during the very intense games. And, and you know, there's a, there's, there's a sternness that's kind of sets in. I mean, were you kind of like the discipliner as well in, in the family? I don't think that we disciplined our, our children as uh, in, in athletics anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. there was discipline in academics and want to make sure their homework was done and that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, you know, what they, what they have is, you know, I think they're self-made. Um, they are very, very competitive. They're, they're focused. None of that. We didn't teach them that they just mm -hmm. were around focused people. And I think, um, you know, especially Kavika, who's, who's actually the captain of the Olympic team, which is amazing. And, uh, but his leadership ability comes from just being around teams and seeing, you know, good role models. And, you know, I want to be like that. And, you know, she was this. And, and uh, 
So they picked up on all that stuff in Eric too, and, and how to be and, and how to be the best teammate. And I think that that's a key also is that they're really mm-hmm. good teammates. They look out for their team. Yeah. They're, they're not worried about themselves all the time. Uh, they're amazing uh, in that respect where they want to pick up the other guy, you know? And, and so, but that just comes from them being around teams and just picking things up on their own. Is there any kind of a, a pep talk or, or words of encouragement or motivation that you, you left them with before they headed off to Japan? Any, any reassurance or way to like send them off? For me personally, I don't think it's ever, it's even changed since they were young. You know, they would leave the car and I would always say, you know, play hard, play hard, do your best and have fun. I mean, it was that simple. It wasn't like, okay, make sure you, you know, score 20 points or do this or do that. It was was always those very three simple, you know, um, I guess words of encouragement. You know, and I've always um, reminded them to never forget where they came from and never to never forget to be grateful to no matter what's going on, the circumstances, whether it's a win or a loss, to always be thankful, you know, so. Yeah, they don't need any pep talks from us. Uh, <laughs> you know, Kavika's 33, Eric's 31. They're, they're hardened professional athletes. And so um we're, we're not gonna affect what they're what's going on with them they're, they're just very mature people and and they're, they're, they know what they want <laughs> and they know mom and dad like watching every move but they don't need anything from us trust me <laughs> i can't believe you just said that <laughs> <laughs> the, i mean you guys are living the life of empty nesters now how is that <laughs> Well, if you saw our house about a half hour ago, you wouldn't say that because we have all four grandchildren here. We have cousins <laughs> over. Uh, it, it's been a full house because Kavika's wife is here, Megan, and their two daughters are here. And Kobe's and, here. And Kobe, our daughter's here, and her two kids are here. So we, we've got a full house. We're not empty nest until about maybe August 1. <laughs> but, all uh, right. It's been fun. We, we love it, and, uh, you know, we can't be happier. I call it blessed chaos. <laughs> you know, um, and one of the last questions is, uh, do you miss the UH Wahine volleyball coaching lifestyle? Do you miss moments of that? You know, I don't miss much. Uh, I miss the games and we still go to game. We go to every game uh, that we're home. Uh, and uh, I, I don't get into it like, analyzing what Robin's doing. I, I think she's doing a great job. We just go to Shear and we just have fun and watch the games. And we know, still know a lot of the girls. And so that's the extent of uh, our participation is just go watch, have fun. And uh, we wish the team well, we wish Robin well. And, and so we, we still go and we still support, but. Uh, Although you know. we're gonna, we're gonna miss Angelica. Angelica's leaving, and so we'll miss her, but uh, I'm sure Robin will get somebody else to yeah. take her place, but uh, we'll be there uh, as much as we can, too. Mm-hmm. If you were asked to be coach of Team USA Women Volleyball, would you do it? Uh, no. 
<laughs> Very simply, Stephanie, it, it's a 24-7 job. I mean, it's it's your life. I mean, you wake up in the morning, you that's all you do, you know, and, and you and the hours are long. And and the other thing I was gonna tell you about the job at UH is I don't miss the recruiting and I don't miss the summer camps and I don't miss uh you know, all the practices and all the things. I mean, I miss the games. I mean, I, I have to admit that. I miss being in charge and doing, you know, the tactical things. I love that part of the game. And that part I do miss, yeah, I'll be honest. But uh, the other parts of the job is, you know, I'm okay. I like surfing. I like golf. And so yeah. that's what I do now. Yeah, That's what I was going to ask. What keeps you guys active? So surfing, golf. Tell her, tell her what you do about five days a week. Um, I, I'm enjoying pickleball. Oh, yeah. You break a sweat doing that, don't you? It's, <laughs> it's, it's so much fun and it's, it's been a new hobby and I've met so many neat people. And I mean, it's crazy how popular it is. You know, in Hawaii, we just need a few more designated uh, pickleball courts, but... Um, you know, there are courts out there. You just uh, strategically, you have to find the right time because there's so many people, you know, it's, it's hard to find places to play. But if, have you tried the sport? I have not tried it, but I really want to try it. But I, I hear you have to be really in shape to keep up. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I'm sure you, I, I think why it's so popular is because just about anybody can play. You know, I mean, yeah, there's certainly different levels, but, um, you know, whether young or old and it's just that kind of a sport that you can pick up and it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, you two look really still in, in great shape and mm -hmm. we, you know, miss, miss you coach. And we also thank you so much for the memories too. I mean, you left us with a lot of great memories. So we're, we're missing that for sure, but we're also so very happy um, for you and the boys and the whole family. And thank you so much for talking with us. Can't wait to cheer them on. So thank you. take care, you guys. Thank you. Go USA. Yay. Thanks for all the support. All right. Aloha. Aloha. Bye. Bye-bye. Yes, we're going to break up down.